Burlesque Stripped Down, episode number four. Hello once again, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Velvet Eau Claire. I am your guide through all of the saucy secrets of the ladies and gents behind the tassels. And today, because it is Thursday, I am coming at you with a hot tips episode. So I have some great tips. Last week, we talked some very specific tips to help you through your very first burlesque performance. And as I was preparing that episode, I also realized that those were really very good tips for anyone at any phase in their performance career. Anytime we perform, we really need to remember these things and and treat it as if it was our first performance. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely head back. That is episode number two, and you can listen to that. On Monday, we had an interview with the Saucy Pear Cabaret. I hope you all enjoyed that one. It was one of my favorites to do. And coming up this next Monday, I have an interview with the fabulous Polly Pony Girl, so you won't want to miss that either. But today is a hot tips, so I I think we should just jump right into it. I'm going a little bit broader, a little bit different route than I did last week. Today I want to talk a little bit about how and why to treat your burlesque career like a business. Now I know this might scare some of you off, some of you might be thinking, but I'm new to the burlesque scene or that you're more of a hobbyist and not and you're not really looking to go down the professional full-time route or anything like that. And that's perfectly okay. I really want to talk to everyone, whatever stage you are in your performance journey and whatever your goals are for your burlesque career because in my opinion, it's best for everyone involved. It's best for you. It's best for the people around you and your your colleagues and your friends. And it's best for the industry as a whole, the burlesque industry. If we all treat this less as just something we do on the side as a hobby and more as a business, no matter how much time you're devoting to it. I'm not saying that you should be working full time. I'm just saying that when you're working in on your burlesque career, whatever that may be, you are focusing on it and you're treating it as a business. I hope that makes sense. So we're going to be talking about five different aspects today about treating your career like a business. And all of these are very important, again, no matter how much time you actually spend on it. Number one is about my golden rule of life, basically, and it's all about respect. Of course, as human beings, we should all be respectful of each other in all different ways. But here I specifically want to talk about respecting time. Respecting the time of both yourself and of other people. Of course, a lot of this comes down to commitments. When you make a commitment, you follow through on that commitment. And even if that's to yourself, if you say to yourself, um, I'm going to go to bed early tonight, that's something that you should really respect yourself enough to follow through on. That's something I am very guilty of. I always tell myself I'm going to get a solid eight hours of sleep. And by the time I enjoy my evening and watch a few episodes right now, I'm watching Parks and Recreation. So by the time I do that, it's two, three in the morning, and then I get up at 8.30, so I lose out on that. So respecting your own time, your own schedule, know what you need to do, and also respecting that time of other people. It's not only about commitments, though. It's also about, think about how much time is necessary to do something. And don't take up someone's time more than that. I think a lot of times about in the business world, if any of you work in the traditional business sphere, most companies these days are full of meetings. You have meetings galore about every little thing. And most of the time, not maybe not most of the time, 
a lot of the time, you don't really need to be there. People will set a meeting on their Google Calendar and they'll just invite everybody. And then you feel obligated to accept, even if you're not necessarily involved in that. Of course, in the burlesque sphere, many of us don't have things like board meetings and agendas. However, the same principles can kind of be applied, right? Think about ahead of time, how much time you need from this person and what is respectful of their time. We all, I know that I am not the only one with five million different projects that I have going on, right? Especially as, as freelance artists and, and people who are interested in a wide variety of things, we've got a million things going on and it's really important to respect that about other people and not take up too much of their time when you don't have to. So that is number one. It's all about respecting time for yourself and for other people. Now, number two is about knowing your worth, your inherent worth. Some of you might be, again, new to this, to the burlesque world, and so you may feel that you don't have a lot to offer, but I want you to know that you absolutely do. Each and every one of us has specific experiences, specific uh, talents and skills to offer the burlesque community and the community at large. And it's really important that you spend some self-reflection time and you really know what what value you have, know your worth, and be able to ask for it, to demand your worth. This has been a huge topic in the artistic community all over social media lately. Um, I follow Will Wheaton, who if you are a geek like me, you may know him. He was on Star Trek The Next Generation, and now he's become a bit of a legend in the uh, kind of the geek community, the geek sphere. And he was recently, he just posted, and he was recently approached uh, through email by the Huffington Post, and they asked if they could use one of his blog posts and repost it. And he asked uh, what the compensation was, and they said, well, you'll get a lot of exposure. And of course, he is in the position where he was able to say no to that. And then, of course, he went and ripped him a new one on, up on Twitter and everything. And it's kind of gone a little bit viral. Now, not all of us are able to say no to gigs for exposure or to non-paying gigs. And sometimes that exposure is worth it. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we, we do just want the exposure. However, if you are in a position where the exposure would not be enough, you need to think about your time, the, the amount of time that you would invest in, um, in preparing this project, whatever it may be, and think about the exposure that you're potentially going to get. And again, this comes back to number one of respecting your own time and the time of others that, that they would spend investing in you to create this project. And don't be afraid to say no to things. You don't want to say no to everything, but don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and say, nope, you know, at this point, that particular project or that particular show is not quite worth what I have to offer. So really know deep inside that you are valuable, that you are worth something, and that you have these things to offer into the community. And don't let anyone make you feel otherwise. Don't let anyone say to you, oh, well, you've only been uh, performing for two months, so I, I'm definitely not going to pay you. I'm going to pay everyone else in the show, but I'm not going to pay you. That does not fly. So know your worth, know your value inherently, both as a performer and as a person. And that kind of transitions me into number three, because sometimes in order to really feel more worthwhile, we may have to do some investment, some investment in ourselves, uh, again, as performers and as people. 
And I'm not just talking, I mean, don't freak out. I'm not saying that you have to spend thousands of dollars to go on some, you know, month-long burlesque retreat in, in Paris or anywhere like that. Although, although I will say that would be pretty cool to have a month-long retreat where we all just go and take off our clothes all the time and learn and, oh, that'd be amazing. But, I, but I'm not saying that you have to spend these thousands of dollars. Not many of us have thousands of dollars to spare, especially if we're performing in a burlesque uh, industry. It's, it's not the most lucrative <laughs> around. But I am saying that it's important to invest your time, your energy, and sometimes some financial, some money into yourself in order for you to feel really good about what you're putting out there and to feel like you are progressing as a performer, it's important to take that time. You're never going to feel that this particular number that you're performing is worth it if you haven't spent hours rehearsing it. How much time depends on you as a performer, of course, but if you haven't invested that time and energy into it, you won't feel quite as worthy inside. And sometimes money is going to be necessary as well. I mean, we've all spent thousands of, well, those of us in the U.S. anyway, <laughs> have spent thousands upon thousands of dollars maybe getting a, a degree or doing a training or things like that for our professional careers. And while if you're doing burlesque as a hobby, you might not want to make the same investment, in order to progress as a person, in order to learn, it is going to be important to decide where to spend that money, to spend that those investments, not only in your costumes and travel to the locations and things, but in training with the people who have been there before, with people who know what they're doing, and with people that have something to offer that you don't normally get, that you don't already have inside of you. Okay, so investing in yourself is really going to help you feel more worthy and know your worth so that then you can demand your worth when you're performing. So those are that's kind of how numbers two and three kind of relate together, knowing your worth and investing in yourself. Now, once you've done all these things, number four is all about presenting yourself well. And really, well, I know is a very big term. I mean, what does that even mean? I probably could choose a more specific word, but I chose it on purpose because well can mean something different to a lot of different people. There are certain, in my opinion, there are certain standards that we all should be trying to use to present ourselves. Uh, the basic standards of professionalism and being a good person, such as following through on your commitments, showing up on time, responding to emails, being polite, networking, things like that. However, beyond that, I'm not necessarily saying that you should have a certain style of presentation. If we were in, you know, the, the Wall Street sphere, or the business sphere, I might say, yes, you should be wearing your nice pantsuit or your suit and tie or a skirt or this or that. In burlesque, I mean, everything's open to whatever you want to do. But the important thing is to make a conscious decision as far as how you're going to present yourself and do it and do that consistently, no matter who you're interacting with, so that people really know what to expect when they're interacting with you. Okay, so if you have a character, you, you, you should decide whether that is something that you only bring about when you're on stage or if that's something that you use 100% of the time when you're interacting with anyone in the burlesque community. So for example, for me, I have decided, um, I've made a, you know, a very conscious decision that Velvet is not that different from the real me, whose name is Kate, big secret <laughs> revealed there. 
Okay, so Velvet and Kate are basically the same person. Of course, I take on certain characters when I go on stage to perform. However, the two of them, when I'm dealing with any burlesque people or when I'm doing these interviews, I'm not, I don't have a persona. I'm not saying that's right for everybody, but I have, I have decided that that's how I want to do it. And I've decided to really create this um, business-like atmosphere around what I'm putting out there, around uh, Burlesque Stripped Down and Velvet Eau Claire, me as a person. So whatever you choose, however you choose to present yourself, make it consistent and make it high quality. Whatever, wh whatever that means to you, just do it on a regular basis and do it enough so that people know, know what to expect when they're, when they're dealing with you. So presenting yourself well and everything that we've talked about kind of rolls up into that package about respecting other people's time. Again, that's one of the standards, in my opinion, of presenting yourself well knowing your worth, investing in yourself. Once you've done those things, it will be easier to present yourself in, in kind of this package way. And number five is a, a tip, of course. A lot of us do it already. We mentioned it last week, and it's very important for any type of business, which is networking. It is super important to go out or go on your computer and network with everybody that you can in the burlesque community and in other communities as well. You never know who you're going to meet that's going to make a good connection. I highly recommend invent investing in some business cards. This is going to go, again, this is going to tie in to number four about presenting yourself well. If you present yourself with business cards, people will automatically take you seriously. I mean, business cards are just like an immediate message that I mean business, so to speak. So once you have some sort of business cards, hand them out to every single person that you meet. Make those connections. Learn how to really connect with people. Right now I'm reading um, the classic book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It sounds a little salesy, but it's uh, Dale Carnegie and he, it's a classic book and it really really brings to light some of these principles that may seem like common knowledge, kind of uh, like a given, but they're really, the way that they're outlined in this book is great for really realizing how to make those, those human connections with other people. So work on networking, listen to people's stories, make those connections to better yourself, to contribute to their life, and to potentially set the stage for uh, opportunities or collaborations later on. So for example, if you have two different careers, if you have like, quote, a normal career that you work nine to five, normal day, and you also have your burlesque career, look at your normal nine to five and see what things you can take from that and bring to your burlesque career to make it more on that business stage. It's going to help you. It's gonna, once people see that you're taking it more seriously, you're, you're going to see your connections multiply. You're going to see people treat you differently. You're going to see all sorts of things there. And as I mentioned, this is great for the community as a whole. Once we all start respecting this burlesque career of ours more, it's going to create more opportunities. It's going to really elevate the level that we have in our industry and create um, more opportunities for everyone. So I highly recommend looking at these, start with these five things and then kind of look more closely at your business realm and, and, and start thinking of what you can transfer over. So once again, these five things were number one, respecting your time, your time and other people's time. Number two, knowing your worth. 
know what you have to offer. You do have something to offer. Whether you've been performing for a week, a month, a year, 10 years, it doesn't matter. You still have something very valuable to give. Number three, invest in yourself. Take that time, take a little bit extra money and create an environment where you can really thrive. Number four, present yourself well. Whatever manner that may be, present yourself in a way that makes you proud to be who you are in your burlesque career. And number five, network. Get out there, meet as many people as you can, create these communities, be a part of these communities on Facebook and LinkedIn and places like that, and really, really make your web of connections, of burlesque connections, as big as it possibly can, and make those honest connections as well. Remember people's names, look them in the eyes, learn their life, learn their stories. You don't have to memorize their life stories, but learn about them. Because that's why we're all here, right? On Earth, I mean, this is for me anyway. This is a little existential rant, I guess, but we're all here to make these connections and to meet people. If not for that, what else are we here for, right? I think so anyway. <laughs> So what do you think? I mean, these are five, you know, tips that I have to give, but I'm, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear what you think. How do you treat your burlesque career right now? Are you, do you approach it from a business standpoint or do you just kind of, does it kind of fall by the wayside and you just devote whatever time you can to it? Send me an email, velvet at burlesquestripdown.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, what you think about what I've said here today. Also keep in mind, just now that I mentioned the email, I'm always looking for events to add to our event roundup, which comes out every Sunday. These are worldwide events, and so far I've gotten very few. So I'm really trying to create a space where we can all kind of go and see what's going on in different areas of the world. So please, please, please send those over to me, um, just that same email, whenever you can. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this hot tips episode. Like I said, I went a little bit bigger scale this time than the, those specific tips from last week. So please send me some feedback. Let me know what you think. And if you have a moment, whether you're listening on iTunes or another podcast player, please take a sec to um, subscribe to the podcast as well as give it an honest rating and review. That's really going to help me, first of all, learn how I can improve the podcast as well as um, get it in front of more people. The more ratings and reviews you have, iTunes has all these algorithms, and it really helps to kind of promote the podcast. So I would really, 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 really appreciate that. And I will give you lots of virtual kisses if you do. And um, just don't be a stranger. Let me know what you think. And we will see you then again on Monday for our next interview episode with Miss Polly Pony Girl, fresh out of Paris. So take care and make sure that you stay sexy.